Hello there, paperweight people. We have a great show for you today, but first I get to take a moment and tell you about Bebop's. Brittany's Brick Oven Pizza is a mom-and-pop pizza shop located at 2034 Lanier Drive in Madison, Indiana, and they happen to be the sponsor of this episode. Stop by today to enjoy a delicious pizza featuring handmade dough and sauces, fresh toppings, all cooked to perfection in a brick oven. Also, try one of Susan's homemade desserts and treat yourself to a local wine or beer. On a personal note, Bebop's is my family's favorite pizza place. I'm partial to the Chicken Bacon Ranch while my wife can't get enough of the Boss Hog Barbecue. Call 812-274-3337 or stop by Bebop's today and tell them that Paperweight sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and so much more. Join Derek and Ian as they tell tales to astonish along this journey into mystery. Grab some snacks and settle in because Paperweight Entertainment starts now. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. I'm your co-host, Derek Hoskins. With me, as always, is my good friend and yours, the glue, Mr. Ian Torrance. Ian, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Derek, I'm not doing I'm not doing too bad. I that that intro for me probably made it not very believable, but I'm I'm honestly not doing too bad tonight. That's good. That's all I got. That's I all you like got. I say I'm else. not doing too I, bad. I, yeah, I lost it's, it. It's I funny because, it. like, before we got on here, we've been on here chatting for at least an hour. At least over an hour. hour. Yeah. And now that you've hit record, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Well, that's because we're that's because we're doing like the the weird intro thing. Like, if I hit record twenty minutes ago when we were having our our quotathon of Princess Bride, Princess and Bride, Libre, and then Nacho, one Libre. of the greatest movies ever made, and I'll die and, on that hill. And also. Because she listens to this podcast, I know, that's why I said Emily, <laughs> Princess Bride is one of the greatest movies greatest ever made. Movies ever made. I, I we're we're both very disappointed in you. Anyway, we're not here Bow. to talk about. <laughs> Sorry, it seemed like the perfect time for that. It was so good. All right, we're here to talk about Secret Invasion, episode number five, quote unquote, Harvest. The quotes are important, apparently, from what I've been told. Uh, so, yeah, so we're talking about the fifth episode of Secret Invasion, um, either the shortest or the second shortest episode of the season so far, which is very alarming considering the fact that it is the penultimate episode. We've got one episode left to go, and uh, I'm going to say episode as many times as I can in the next 20 seconds because that's all I've been saying. So, Ian, before I keep talking about this episode and the episodic nature of the episodes in question. What did you think of this week's episode? This episode infuriated me, not because I thought it was bad, but there was a certain points that I was annoyed with. And Mm -hmm. I did like that. uh, Pagan. Yeah. Pagan Pagan or pay pay. Yeah. It's something along those. I think it's pagan. Because when I say pagan, I think I'm talking about like a pagan god, right? Or, sort of, uh, or pagan, or whatever you want to call him. Uh, when that guy spoke up and he was 100% correct in everything he was saying, mm-hmm. and this is his number one follower, mm-hmm. and Gravik is just like, boom, murders him immediately. Yep. And I'm spoilers, like, by the way, 
Uh, yeah, this is always full spoilers. For anybody who doesn't listen or watch this show, if you don't know by now, we always go full spoilers, and some of us right off the bat. So with that being said, man, um, he's right. Uh, he had every opportunity to take out Fury. There's mm-hmm. no reason he shouldn't have, and there's still no reason mm-hmm. they shouldn't be killing Fury. Yeah. The part that pisses me off is there's a few things. Um <clears throat> When he's got Rhodey in the hospital, okay, are we going to assume that all the bodyguards around him are not scrolls? Because I get the impression that they're all scrolls. I don't know. I was wondering that as well because, like, when we were watching it last night, Allie looked at me and she goes, "Well, why didn't he? Why didn't he just shoot Rhodey and and prove that he's a scroll?" I said, "Well, first off, there's a Secret Service agent right <laughs> next to them with a gun, like a hand on his gun. He shoots Rhodey, he's immediately getting mm-hmm. killed." Whether they're scrolls, whether they're scrolls or not, they're all opening fire before he has a chance to change. Yeah, and I agree it, with that immediately. Here's but the I don't know if they're all scrolls or not because a he calls him a scroll and Rhodey doesn't. Well, Scrody, I keep forgetting Scrody doesn't refute it, and so yeah, but he also whispered it to him. He did, but that guy was close enough to hear that whisper. Sam Jackson's uh, whisper is like my grandmother's whisper. Motherfucker! Like <clears throat> so, oh my god, can you believe that? That's, that's so now Sam my... Jackson's whisper. <laughs> Hey, don't tell anybody, but that woman over there is Clubberella, but don't, don't tell anybody. Gotcha! <laughs> so, my issue now is, you can't kill him, right? Because he'll change, but that's not going to do you any good, because you'll be dead, right? Right. Why can't you just stab him in the hand or shoot his ear off or something? He again, would change. That, again, I think that it, it there are two possibilities. One, all of the people around him are scrolls. Or two, they just kind of, you know, but even says job, you but... can't shoot me and prove that I'm a scroll to everybody because then you would get shot as well. I'm like, okay, so clearly there are people around that aren't scrolls, right? Right. This is an assumption. So, but you can't stab him in the hand and be and like his hand change and be like, oh, by the way, he's clearly. I mean, at that them. point, at that point, you're assaulting a a high level government official with a deadly weapon. The Secret Service would be well within their rights to kill him. So but I the still Secret think Service it, is already searching for him for killing somebody in another country in cold blood in front of everybody, and they they all know that. So why are they not taking him into custody? Why has nobody shot him? And, I, I and, thought and that was weird, too. And, and let's just say, for the sake of uh, shits and giggles, it's because Rhodey is not given the direct order, okay? Would right. the president have not given the direct order? Well, the to be fair, he know, said right? he, he did give him a heads up and said in 60 seconds that video is going to go out. So I don't think the Secret Service knows that that part i don't think they know but anything Rody about does. that roadie does, does right well okay, scrody so does real roadie is somewhere in a but then in a pot. riddle me this nick fury walks around the corner has that little uh talk with them all pointing their guns at him and mm-hmm. he just walks out the door walks out why'd they let him leave why did scrody let him leave he could have been like he doesn't leave this building He's taken into custody immediately, okay? Because Unless Scrody, Gravik needs... Because the only reason Gravik has kept him alive is because Fury's the only one where, that knows where the harvest is. I'm not but, saying that's a great storytelling. But he need. gave but he gave his wife the order to kill him. I know. I know. Maybe he wanted I mean? to kill the wife and he knew that he knew that Vara wasn't going to kill Fury and so he gave the order knowing that she'd betray them and that would give him a chance to get her off the board as well without... Arising or like bringing up any suspicions against him or any kind of anger. Either way, it's really backfiring on Gravik because boy, all those scrolls don't like him anymore. 
So other than that, man, I don't feel like there was a lot happening in this episode to progress the story. There was a lot of uh, action and there was a few things like here and there, but not, not right. like it has been in the previous weeks. I do like the uh, the uprising, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I know he's a super scroll, but all those people like, what were they trying to do? They just held him on the table. Nobody tried to suffocate him anymore with the bag. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. Like, I know I know you think like there's enough of us. We got him held down. He'll be all right. But but you've seen I what don't he know, can man. do. But They've you've seen, seen what, what he can do. You need more people on him. And I do like that some people are kind of fighting. Some scrolls, not, as I say, people are fighting back. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's just like, where do we go from here? Is it this point where people like are too afraid to, to do anything and they're going to follow him because they're scared? Because they don't know how many super scrolls he has on the on the payroll, so to say. I know that there's not a lot of them, but right. you know, I would his say followers that it's probably, don't know how many there are. I would say that it's probably fear that would keep the rest of them in line. And after executing that's my guess as well. After executing what was his name, Beto or Beto, that was the the young scroll that showed up at the beginning of the, the series. After you know, mm-hmm. literally cutting his throat in front of all of them while yelling, "Who wants it?" Or, or who wants some or whatever he was saying it was really yeah. weird seeing him in his scroll face you know, like who wants, it? Wants, I it. wants it yeah it was weird although he is terrifying I wish that they would let them be scrolls more often in the show I love the the makeup for the scrolls um it is cool but uh, um I I think that it's probably fear at that point because the way that they've been building this up is that Gravik has been recruiting the same way that like terrorist organizations do in the real world where they go right. after young, impressionable, angry like people and build themselves up as this per- per- person of power to the point where there's not really a way to go against them. Like the fact that they even went against him at all is kind of telling of where their their mindset is. Also, I noticed that nobody seems to have weapons in that compound. And I was thinking about that, and I saw somebody say, well, why didn't they just shoot him? And then I remember a couple of weeks ago when he gave Gaia a gun and said mm-hmm. when he went in with the council, and when he came back out, she gave it back. And yeah. you don't ever see any other than people like guarding the the humans that they're keeping captive. You don't really see anybody else with guns other than Gravik while they're on the compound. And so I, I think that I think that that's why they didn't use any. I think that they were building that up. And I do think that it's fear that's keeping them from all attacking him now. And uh, and with the Fury thing and, and Scrody, I, 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 I magicked it away. I head cannoned it in my head that Scrody wasn't allowed to kill him because Gravik wanted the harvest. Now, again, I don't know that that's the best way to get through that because and I hate it because I loved the scene that led up to that. Like, I loved I'm really enjoying seeing Don Cheadle play a completely different character Hmm. pretending to be Rhodey because the farther on this story has progressed, the less and less Don Cheadle has been acting like the Rhodey we know, you know, the 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 word the way that he says things is different the way that he his mannerisms his physicality Everything he almost is speaking yeah. a little bit more feminine since it's a it's a female scroll that is impersonating him and i'm loving getting to see him do that and the two of them together in that hallway was just oh it was so good it was so good but i do agree not enough happened in this episode compared to the ones that we've already seen because it's got to progress the storyline to the ending next week 
and we're doing it again. The same thing that I said that they've done in almost all of these shows. It's going to come to a screeching halt. It's going to come to a screeching halt and it's not going to finish. And I know that this storyline is probably going to continue for a while. And the secret invasion is probably something that was always intended to be the jumping on point for something to happen. But I want to have a fitting and fulfilling conclusion to this storyline. And I don't think that just grab it, getting killed is going to be enough. And I'm afraid that that's kind of where they're going to go. So I don't know. My other biggest gripe is I like the fact that they finally addressed the fact that no supers have come into the show. Mm-hmm. My issue is Fury's dumbass explanation as to why that was the stupidest explanation, man. Um, well, there's some there, there's a lot of things that I can do that they can't, and the world needs me, not them. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You were off planet. That's quite you a were, gamble, too. First of all, you're gambling you were, you were, everyone on the planet on you, were on dust. you being good enough. You were dust. Okay. Yeah. You were dust in the wind. And then the snap happened, and you were where? You right. weren't on the front lines. They were mm-hmm. out there battling Thanos. And all of Thanos' goons and everything, and getting the 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 gauntlet and the ones that were saving everybody and everything. Not you, right? You didn't even know what was going on because you just came back, and I and I respect that. Like it's not his fault. I right. get that, but he knew an attack like this was coming because Tony warned him it was happening right. in that barn. Yeah. And what precautions did he take? Nothing. He didn't mm-hmm. do anything. He just showed up creepily in uh, uh, Hawkeye's barn and gave that speech behind a tractor and then disappeared. Right. He he did nothing. And I, I, I'm i not. I, I'm a Nick Fury He fan. didn't do nothing. He, 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 did he did next show to up. nothing. He did he show did up at the end of Age nothing. of Ultron with Rhodey in, in tow and a helicarrier and pretty much is the reason why they were able to evacuate that whole city. I'll give you that, okay? I'll give you that. But he didn't save but the world he did, by doing that. He didn't that. save the world, no. And, and I don't disagree with you, and I did have a problem with it, although I loved the monologue because again, Samuel Jackson is my favorite actor. So anytime I get to hear, and you him can't monologue, bring in one person. You you can't bring why why anytime there are more of us than there are of them. Right, you said it, and they're mm-hmm. not all on that uprise of we are taking over this planet. Some of them are working with us, so there's even less. You can easily get a Hulk or a Thor to come help wipe them out, but for the storyline, you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's I, not like no, they're not and, around. And in it's, the comic, they're around, aren't they? They're actually yeah, helping in the comic. Yeah, the comic throughout the the comic is so drastically different that it's almost impossible to to compare the two. But yeah, it's all about the superheroes. I understand now, there's that, a, but I'm saying there's like, a newer you, you version of it. Trickle some in. Yeah, there's a newer there's a newer uh, secret invasion that they put out kind of to correspond with the show that is about like Nick Fury and Maria Hill dealing with a secret invasion of the scrolls. I didn't get to read that one. Uh, I, from what I understand, that's a little bit more similar to what they're doing here. But, and they're all busy. This is a world threat. I know. And and here's the thing. Like, I understand where they're coming from with, oh, this is personal. And I know that that's a trope that they use in comic books. When I, I can't tell you how many, how many Iron Man comics I've read where somebody's like, oh, well, why don't we call the Avengers? Oh, this is personal. And every time I roll my eyes, it's a dumb argument. Uh, I, I'm, I don't mm. like that argument. I understand from a character point of view why Nick Fury as a person, as a character would think that. 
This but, is personal, but he was going to enlist the help of Talos, his yeah. daughter, uh, his wife. Um, and now Sonia is there now as well. Sonia. Yeah, but it's personal. Well, yeah. you can ask these people for help, but not one of your super friends. Why? Yeah. What's yeah. the difference? Yeah, That's I didn't. I, and I, I, I don't like that argument. I think that it's a silly one. I think they could have done something more inter- interesting. Um, This is the first episode of this show that I didn't love. I didn't hate it by any means. There were a lot of fun things going on. I really enjoyed it. There was some great action with with uh, Vara and Gaia defending the house. Like that, that was really fun action. Then back to back, I loved the idea that she was just ready to go. She had those weapons and backpacks and everything. Um, the the attack on Gravik was a lot of fun. I love the interactions. Um, and so while I didn't love this episode, there is part of it that I loved wholeheartedly. And every time this person is on screen, I just want more and more. Sonia Fallsworth, Olivia Coleman's character, has stolen this show. I like her a lot. So, so God, when she when she shoots her like her boss in the leg, and they all <laughs> they all come running in. And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, um, you know, our government doesn't have any any rules about whether or not I'm allowed to kill a scroll." And she's just yeah. got this big grin. And then, I mean, she quoted Eddie Izzard, which I love. Eddie Izzard, he's a a, a very funny British comedian. The cake or death line that was that was from a bit that Eddie Izzard did years and years and years ago. Very unique comedian. Yes, very unique. And uh, I lo- the two the couple but the funny, doctors, but very the, funny. Yeah, the doctors walk into this into the cabin and she just says, "Hello, scrolls." I freaking love her. I, I think she's great. I really there's hope no that... fear. She's, she's no not fearless. at all, not at all. She she's Nick Fury before the snap. She's and then turning on the the rap music. Oh, we're doing this. Oh, we're doing. Oh, this. we're doing this. Yeah, I love her. I want her around more and more. I would love there's there's a theory that she is going to be the MCU version of the character Spymaster. I think I talked about that before. I would love that. I would love to see her take on a more active role, especially if she's Spymaster, because Spymaster is not a hero. Spymaster is a villain, and she would be a great antagonist. She has been so much fun. Um, but yeah, so I know that this is going to be a really short review because it is a really short episode but to kind of wrap this up i really enjoyed the the very end of this where fury is finally fury again like he's not old man nick anymore you know he's got his trench coat he put on his eye patch is it silly yeah but it's symbolism and it makes him into the man that he used to be so that now he becomes a threat again and I like the idea that we're finally getting that because we got to tie this into the Marvels that's coming out in just a couple of month months. And the Fury we see in the Marvels trailer doesn't look like Old Man Fury that we've been getting in this show. So I'm glad that they're going to finally get him into that spot again so he's going to feel more like Nick Fury. Um, and so with that entire scene, I had a question. He calls somebody on the phone and says, it's time. You know, let's go and end the, Let's finish this. Who's he talking to? Hey, one of his super friends, apparently. No, it's not one of his super friends, but who do you think he may be talking to? Because I have theories. I, I have I don't two know. or what's, three. What's your, what's your theory? Because if it's not somebody like that, then I have no idea. Uh, the The boring theory is that it's Gaia, that he was just calling Gaia and letting her know that it's time to go and we're going to do this. That's the boring theory. The, the I don't fun, know why they would keep that a secret, though. The fun theory is that it's somebody that we haven't seen in this show, that it may be a character from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because there's been a... Um, there's been a couple of rumors floating around. Granted, they're grain of salt type of rumors that maybe we'll get a character, a character or two from Agents of Shield. Maybe a Daisy Johnson, you know, Quake would be a lot of fun to have in there. 
Um, I really doubt that, but that would be the really fun, fun one. And the one that I hate that I hope is not real is that it's Maria Hill. I would actually love that because I don't want her to be dead. <laughs> I don't want her to be dead either. But the MCU but goes, has got to stop doing this. <laughs> but you know who I think that it could be too? Who? That's not dead. It's not Maria Hill. Talos. No, Talos. They lit him on fire. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call Talos dead. And again, this is the same thing. They have to be dead. Would I love? But I'm saying if they could bring people back, like I would love for them to bring one of them back. Yeah, yeah. They lit him on fire. They don't look the same, Derek. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I would love it if it was Maria Hill because I love Colby Smulders and I love the character Maria Hill in the MCU. (laughs) You don't like my smolder, (laughs) but I really. My smolder. This, this is a show. I can't not if I no. It's if okay. I hear smolder, I cannot I quote Tangled. I'm sorry. It's all right. I understand. It, like, God, Tangled is such. A, that's another great movie. Tangled is such a good movie. That's one another of my one that I'm sure Emily hasn't seen. Boo. She'll hate it. Boo. She will, she will hate it because it's fun. Uh, anyway, uh, Emily, for for anybody very confused, if this is your first time, Emily is our number one fan, and we love her very dearly, and we're glad that she is watching and listening. And I'm sorry that I've booed you twice now, but it's going to be a third I time. Boo. I'm sorry. I, I won't um, do it a third. I'm sorry. Anyway, I I would love to see Maria Hill back because I like Colby Smulders, but I need them to start having stakes that matter. Yeah, because we can't keep bringing characters back. It's too big of a it's too big of a problem in a show that is supposed to be so grounded to have a character die and die so unceremoniously and die in a very real way where we just have to leave her. And that, you know, I know that they didn't do any kind of big pageantry with her until a couple episodes later, but we we need to have a character that stays. And Talos has to stay dead. He can't come back. Gaia Gaia grieved for her father. They had a funeral. He can't come back. Um, so I'm hoping that he's just talking to Gaia, although that would be a lame reveal. Uh, I would love it if it was somebody from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's probably Maria Hill, and I'm going to be happy sad when uh, when that happens. I understand. I, I, I agree with everything you just said. I, I've said that I said it before, like mm-hmm. when, they were talk- when we were talking about like bringing Gaia back and stuff, and then like what if they bring Talos back? And I was just like, you know, there's got to be a gift here. It can't just keep keep like, oh, deception. Yeah. Like, that's all this show has been about. It's not even in a cool way. You yeah, know, it was a scroll. Has Rhodey always been a scroll? Let's let's play the guessing game. I'm like, that's not fun to me. No, and they need to straight up to come out. And then in the next episode, they have to come out and tell us answers. how long Rhodey has been a scroll because Armor Wars is coming. Hmm. Like soon, that's that's on the that's on the the docket for within the next couple of years. We've got to, and we're we're not going to see. I doubt we're going to see Rhodey again after this this show until Armor Wars, and so we have to figure out what happened. They can't just because Armor Wars isn't going to start with him like waking up out of one of those pods, because there may be people that haven't watched Secret Invasion. So we got to get the answer tomorrow or tomorrow next week. And, well, no, uh, you're right. I want it tomorrow. I do want it tomorrow. But then I'll be sad because the show will be over, and then we've got a couple of weeks till Ahsoka. No, they just—it's a spoiler that comes out tomorrow. You read them on TikTok all the time, anyway. <laughs> I do not. I don't. I don't like spoilers unless it's been properly notated, which will be the title of this episode. But anyway, 
we're starting to ramble. We've been on here a very long time, even though we've starting. Only been recording. That's all I do. That's even though I'm we've calling. only been recording for like 20 minutes, we've been uh, we've been on here for for quite a while. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up uh, unless you have any other thoughts to to get out before we go on. I got thoughts, but no, no, I'm uh, I'm good, man. All right. So, yeah. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, ring the notification bell, share this with your friends uh, and your enemies. Who cares? If, if you don't like this, then send it to your enemies. It'll be a good punishment for them. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, don't forget to rate and review us. Also, uh, if you want to check out our merch store and support the show, our Secret Invasion inspired logo, which is the logo that is on this thumbnail. Uh, that is only up in the shop until the end of July. So you've only got like 10 more days. Um, so if you want to get that and represent our show and, and help us out a lot, go and pick that up. There's a link in the description. And um, I think that's about it. Follow us everywhere else. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media. Don't like to stalk us. Yeah, no, no. You know what? Go for it. Go for it. Come follow us. I'm bored. I'm, cool I'm, I'm lonely. I drive around all day by myself. Come talk to me. Uh, um, so, yeah, thank you for watching. Thank you for w- listening. We will see you next week for the finale of Secret Invasion. And uh, just as a quick aside, even though I didn't mention it up at the top, um, stand with the union, stand with SAG, stand with WGA. We've talked about WGA a lot. Didn't get to talk about SAG. Um, support them in any way that you can. Everybody deserves a fair and equal wage. And thank you very much for Ian. I have been Derek. This has been the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, and we will see you next time.